This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Oh my god, hi, good morning, happy Wednesday. It's been a hot minute since I sat down to record for you guys. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to record episodes. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. I feel like I have so much to update everyone on. As we probably have all seen on Insta, because I'm so fucking annoying on Instagram lately, I just got home from Italy. It was the absolute best trip of my entire life. And on today's episode, I'm going to give you guys a little recap of it because it's just too fun to not share with all my besties. So I'm going to share it all with you guys. But before we do get into this episode, I want to quickly mention how proud I am of Helfrich Collective because the other day we just donated a shit ton of money to two amazing organizations. One was for the families of the victims of the Texas shooting, and then the other one was for Planned Parenthood. Now, when I was in Italy, when I was in Italy, I was in Zara, and I was shopping around having the best time ever, and all of a sudden my friend Mariah was like, you'll never guess what I just saw, and I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no, no. And Roe v. Wade got overturned. And in the Zara, we both started crying. It was literally horrendous. I FaceTimed my mom. I FaceTimed Dean. I started bawling my eyes out. I went back to our hotel. My room, well, he was my roommate in Italy. He's not my roommate in real life. But Scott was there. I started crying to Scott. Like it was just the most emotional thing to ever happen. It was like absolutely heartbreaking. And I'm just kind of over it. I'm at the point where I'm like, there's, you can't be on the fence about it. Either you're for female reproductive rights or you're not. And if you're not, then honestly, I probably don't like you. I probably hate you to be honest. And I get so fucking fired up about this because it's absolutely insane. And I have so many points that I can make on it. I have so much research under my belt with this topic and it just actually breaks my heart. I've talked about it before on the pod. I'm not going to really go into it anymore. I just want to say that if your favorite influencers or your favorite content creators made no comment about this, then find new influencers. Like if someone has a platform and they're not using it to talk about something as big as female reproductive rights being taken away, then they should not have a platform. Like I just think that it's something that we all need to talk about, but I'm just very, very proud and very happy that we got to donate a shit ton of money and help out and raise awareness and advocate because that's like the most important thing that you can do. As always, I will have sources and links in the description on where you can go to support, where you can go to sign petitions, where you can go to do all this stuff. So please look at the description. Please help because America is crumbling. America is a hot mess and they need to get their shit together real quick. Anyways, so I went to Europe I went to Italy, I went for a conference, and then my boyfriend Dean flew out, and then we kind of just roamed around Italy, no pun intended, we didn't actually even go to Rome, but 
I just want to tell you guys, I'm going to just tell you guys everything that happened because so much happened and like it was just the most amazing time. Everyone in Italy is so fucking cool. I want to be European. If you looked at my Insta, I was so fucking annoying the entire time we were there. I tried really hard to be a European goddess when I was there. So let me know if I did okay. But anyways, my best friend Scott, if you guys remember, he's the one that like couldn't get his passport and then got it real quick and then emailed the senator like he was a hot mess. He got so drunk at the airport before we got on our eight hour flight. And obviously I was sitting beside him, of course. And he was walking on the plane and was like stumbling all over everyone. And on the plane, they gave us free alcohol with our food. And Scott decided to get red wine. And so I could see him kind of like starting to doze in and out. And I was like, he's literally holding this glass of red wine in his hand. So I woke him up and I was like, chug your wine because I know that you're going to fall asleep and you're going to spill it everywhere. And he was like, yeah, 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 of course, like, I'll do that. He took one sip, passed out, fell asleep, and then the plane kind of jolted, and he moved his hand, and he spilled red wine all over himself on the plane. And I'm going to say we were in hour one of this plane ride, and I literally was like, I need to move seats. I was like, this man is a hot mess, but we made it to Italy fine. It was great. Italy was hot though. Like it was so insanely hot. And I made the mistake of wearing my HC sweatsuit, which is the best thing ever to wear on the plane. But the HC sweatsuits are like so fucking hot. Like they're so cozy and like they're meant to be worn kind of in winter most of the time, but they're so warm. And so when I got off the plane and it was 40 degrees Celsius, I was sweating like no other. But so anyways, we flew into Venice and then from Venice, we took the train to Padua. I just have to say Padua is my favorite place in the entire world. And I didn't think I was going to like it. When we first were looking it up and everything, I was like, I'm not going to like this place. It seems really small. It's actually not even that small, but it seemed really small to me. Our hotel was like on the lower scale. Like, I just did not think I was going to like this little city at all. And it turned out it's my favorite place ever. I'm absolutely obsessed. One it's so much cheaper than anywhere else in Italy because it's a true Italian city. Like it's not that big of a tourist city. So we were getting drinks for like one euro. Meanwhile, you go to Florence and it's like nine or 10 euros. Like just the price difference was so insane. Everyone was speaking Italian because it's like all the people who live there. There's not very many Americans or Canadians or anyone visiting. And it is just the best place. I don't even know how to describe it to you. You know, just when you go somewhere and you just kind of feel at peace, like you go to a town, you go to a city and like that's your happy place and you're just very calm, very at peace. That's what Padua was for me. And I am so <laughs> obsessed with this place. I've talked about it nonstop while I was there. And then also since I came home, I told Dean that's where we're probably going to have to get married. Like I'm so obsessed with this city. It's actually not healthy. 
But so while I was in Padua, I had to do my presentation that I know we're all wondering about because I've talked about it nonstop, but it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. Some people, I'm not going to lie, some people got fucking grilled on their presentations. Like some of the questions scared the absolute shit out of me because I was like, this is so fucking intimidating. People have no filter and they're just going to like really go at you. But the night before presentation started, my friends and I were up until 2.30 in the morning finishing our presentations. And if that's not the most like college post-grad thing ever, then I don't know what is. Like we literally finished our presentations at the very last minute and then had to go present them at like 7 a.m. the next day. But it was actually really fun. Like it was actually a really fun situation to be in. I had so much anxiety leading up to this presentation. As we all know, I've talked about it. But it went really well. I tried to be really calm. It was really well received and I was a little stressed because my topic, a little controversial. So it's really nice that it was just very well received. Everyone loved it. I did really well. And then once it was done, my vacay started and I was slamming those April spritzes. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. 
As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. I also just need to raise awareness for an Aperol spritz because that is the most delicious drink I have ever had. Like they just hit so different. They go down so smooth. They're like the nicest, lightest, fruitiest. I don't know. Like they're just the absolute best drink ever. And if you don't know what an Aperol spritz is, that's totally fine because I didn't know what it was until I went to Italy. But it's Aperol, the alcohol, which I didn't know was a real thing. Prosecco and soda water. And let me just tell you, it is my new favorite drink. I was having I was having maybe like five to six of them every single day I was in Italy and I don't drink very often. So the fact that I was drinking that much like just tells you how good they were. So after the conference was done, everyone kind of went their separate ways and I took the train from Padua to Florence because that's where Dean was flying in, but he wasn't getting there until like a day later just because of like time change and like his flight and the whole situation. So I had a day by myself in Florence and one of the things that I did is I took myself out to dinner. I went to dinner by myself. I went and I sat in a restaurant. I like went into a restaurant and said table for one and sat down by myself, ordered a drink, ordered my pasta, got some bread and literally just sat there with myself and got to kind of regroup, really think through everything that has happened so far and like what's going to happen and where I am and really just be very present in the fact that I was like, I'm in Italy by myself in this restaurant eating the best food I've ever had, drinking my Aperol spritz and like I've never been happier. I'm not going to lie to all of you. It did take a lot of courage and a bit of a pep talk to myself to be able to get myself to go to the restaurant and actually sit down. Like I was just going to find something quick that I could bring back to my hotel room. But I really had to force myself and be like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. What am I ever going to be traveling by myself in Europe? Because I'm not I'm not going on a solo trip anytime soon. So take this moment, go and sit, regroup, be with yourself, be present, and really just embrace this opportunity. I preach all the time that you need to spend time with yourself and you need to be independent and it helps you grow. So I was like, take your own fucking advice and go do it. And I felt so insanely good doing it. So the next day, Dean flew into Florence. We had our time in Florence and hot take. This is a hot take. And I know Sarah, if she's listening to this, she's going to be pissed at me. But I did not like Florence. I really didn't. Like, I don't think I ever want to go back there. And I don't know if it's just because I came from Padua right before, which is like a small 
little Italian place where like there wasn't very many tourists. And then I flew to or not flew, took the train to Florence and there were so many Americans everywhere. Everyone was talking English. The prices were higher. It was so crowded. Like, I don't know if that's why I didn't like it. And it was just a little bit of a culture shock for me after being somewhere so completely different for a few days. But I didn't love it. Dean loved it, though. Dean loved Florence. He said that was probably his favorite place that we went. But while we were in Florence, I decided to book Dean and I a pasta making class in like this farm in Tuscany. And so we took the taxi, we like went to this farm, and it was just so insanely wholesome. And Dean and I both are from, we're from a province that has a lot of grass and a lot of fields, and it really kind of like made us both feel a little bit like at home. And the lady who was leading our class was the sweetest, kindest person ever. Her family and employees were so sweet. And we learned how to make pasta from scratch. Dean, obviously Dean, being the Italian that he is, already knows how to make already knows how to make pasta. And so they were like doing everything and they were complimenting Dean like no other. Like they were like, wow, your dough's so good. Oh, this looks great. And I was like, of course it does. Of course it does. And then mine didn't work. Mine broke. Mine was a hot mess. And I was like, of course, of course, Dean is doing way better than me. And I was so annoyed. But it was such an amazing time. They had so many chickens and they had cats and they had dogs and they had all these animals running around. And there was this one dog that really, really loved me. And the entire time we were cooking, he just laid at my feet and it, oh my God, it could make me cry. It was so, so cute. But that was like one of the best experiences and it was just so insanely wholesome. It was so amazing. We learned all these like tips and tricks for how to make the best homemade pasta. And it was definitely one of the highlights of our trip. If you looked on my Insta, I posted a shit ton of pictures from that. But also, I just want to say that we found this through Airbnb experiences. And I never would have considered that as a source of finding kind of like excursions and stuff. But if you're in Europe or wherever you are, look up Airbnb experiences because most of the time, one, they're way cheaper and two, they're more organic and authentic, I guess. Like they're not as touristy. They're not putting on a show. Like we went to these people's home on their farm where they live every day. We're not going to kind of like a big culinary school to learn how to make this. So it was just a very authentic, wholesome. I've said wholesome nine million times, but that's just the only word I can think of to really like explain it. But if you are looking for things to do and you're traveling, do look up Airbnb experiences because it was the best, the best thing. So after Florence, we took the train to Lake Como. And one thing you need to know about the trains in Italy is that if the train is leaving at 1040, that train is gone at 1040. Like they don't wait around. They don't do, they don't dilly dally. They literally are so on the ball that they're like, it's time to go. 
Also, navigating the trains when you're not really used to it can be like the most confusing thing ever. So we went to the Florence train station, took the train from Florence to Milan, and then from Milan, we took the train to Lake Como. And this entire day, Dean was really pissing me off. I don't know why. I don't know if it was like the stress of traveling or what it necessarily was, but also like... I'm just a very, okay, let's get our shit together, let's get on the train, let's put our stuff up, like, like, go, go, go kind of person, and Dean's a little bit more chill, a little bit more lax. That's kind of how the best relationships are. One of you is, like, type A, high-strung, and one of you is a little bit more chill, and that's literally how we are. But so we're on the train, and I'm like, our stop is next, let's get up and get all our stuff, and he's, like, taking his sweet-ass time, and I'm like, dude, the doors are gonna close in two minutes get up and grab our stuff like I was like let's get it together and so the whole day we were just kind of like annoyed at each other we were like arguing with each other we were just not having it so because of that we were on the train and we accidentally got off on the wrong stop and it was only the stop right before the one that we were supposed to but we got off the train and we're like why is this so dead like why is there no one here because we are trying to go to Lake Como and Lake Como like should have quite a few people it should have a bigger train station and there was like three tracks and they were all spread out and we were just very confused and we're like where are we yeah we ended up at the wrong place And because it was such a small train station, they didn't have trains coming all the time. Like they were like hour and a half waits between trains. And we're like, we don't want to wait an hour and a half. So we tried to call a taxi to come and pick us up because obviously there weren't taxis just sitting there because no one goes to this train station. And the taxi, I had to like call them. They were speaking Italian and I was like, we need a taxi. We have to go to Lake Como. Please try and figure it out. The taxi never showed up. It never, it never came. So we were like, okay, we're going to try and get on another train, go to the next stop, which is the stop that we were supposed to get off at. It was a five minute train ride. It was like so close, but yet too far for us to actually walk or anything with all our bags. But also while all all of this is happening, I am a girl and I do get my period And I did have my period that day. And because we were traveling and all this stuff, I didn't get to go to the bathroom very often and like change certain things. So I bled through my dress and I was not in a good mood. And any girl knows this, like that is just the most uncomfortable feeling. And then when you're traveling and you're trying to like maneuver all these bags in the heat and you're like stranded at this train station and it was just like, it was not a good situation. It was not a good situation. But Dean and I, while we were there, we kept saying like, I think this needed to happen. I think we needed to get off on the wrong stop, be stranded at this train station for a few hours because we were just so high strung we were arguing with each other like no other we were so go 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 we never really had a minute to be like okay we need to calm down and like talk this out and so being at this train station we like 
had the opportunity to both kind of regroup to settle down and we we're like this happens it's fine we're not going to be mad about it everything will work out we'll get to where we need to go we're in no rush we have no time limit so we just really like spent that time together and it really honestly was really good for our relationship as shitty as it was in the moment like it really was so good for us and then we got on the train we took the next train we went five minutes to the Lake Como like San Giovanni train station which was the stop we were supposed to take we got our taxi we went to our hotel and everything was fine and we were so calm (laughs) but also our hotel in Lake Como stunning absolutely stunning and our view was unreal and so the night that we got in we were like we've had the most hectic chaotic day let's just go buy a whole shit ton of bread a whole shit ton of meat some oil some olives and wine and let's just sit in our hotel room and eat dinner so we didn't actually have a balcony but we did have the what are they called the french doors that open up So what we did was we took the nightstand that was beside our bed and we moved it towards the window. We opened the doors and then we put two chairs and we just used that nightstand as our table and we just sat there and looked out at the at the lake and we got to eat our dinner together and drink wine and it was both of our favorite moment of the entire trip. And it was just a moment that we got to spend together. It was super calm. We weren't around a whole bunch of people at a crowded restaurant. And we just kind of got to relax and really appreciate where we are and what we're doing and appreciate each other. And it was literally our favorite moment of the entire trip. And we spent maybe... 16 euros on our dinner and we (laughs) used a nightstand as our table and we grabbed random chairs that were in our hotel room and we were in our sweats we were in towels like it was just so so nice and if you saw the pics that I posted of it like it it was beautiful it was so stunning our view was unreal okay so here's the drama While I was in Lake Como, um, I went into anaphylactic shock, which is super exciting and so much fun to happen. But basically, with our hotel, we also got breakfast included. So I want to say this was day three. It was our last day of us being in Lake Como. So I've already ate breakfast at this hotel multiple times. And for some reason, I ate my breakfast. I was fine. I felt so good. We were going to go and take the ferry from um, Catanabia to Verena, which is where we were staying. And we wanted to go to Verena. And we get to the ferry station. And all of a sudden, I'm like coughing a lot. And I, I have really bad asthma. So I started getting really wheezy. And my chest was getting really tight. And I was like, what's going on? Like, am I having an asthma attack? I'm like, what? what is happening? And then all of a sudden I started sweating, like profusely sweating. I could not control it. I was like, I'm going to pass out right now. I had no idea what was going on. I was so confused. And I was like, Dean, I think we need to go back to the room. Like I'm either going to one, shit myself, two, throw up or three, pass out. Like I don't know what's going on. So we haul ass back to the hotel. We get in the room and I like go in the bathroom and I'm like 
trying to throw up and I'm like gonna pass out Dean has to like bring me water. He brought me Benadryl because I was like, the last thing I want right now is to do my EpiPen and have to go to the hospital. I'm sure the Italian hospitals are great, but like I do not want to have to have this happen. So I'm going to take as many Benadryl as I need to, to hopefully rectify the situation because I don't know what else I'm going to do. And I was telling Dean, like, this is really sad, but I was so sick and I was having the worst time breathing and I could not control the sweating and like I was not feeling okay that I kept saying to myself like I just need to pass out like I need to pass out so that I don't have to feel this but luckily I didn't pass out I was okay Dean kept checking on me he was so nervous I took a whole bunch of Benadryl and then we laid in bed for a little bit we watched tv my symptoms died down and because it was our last day in Lake Como I was like there's not a fucking chance we're staying in this hotel so I told Dean I was like I'm fine now let's get up let's get it moving and we went to Verona and Dean was so pissed because he was like you literally almost just died stay in the hotel room and chill. And I was like, no, no, it's our last day. We're going to get up and get moving. So we went to Verena. I was fine. We went back to the hotel after I took a little nap, like everything was good. But for like a solid two to three hours, we were a little, we were unhinged. We don't know what was going to happen. It was kind of scary. I the last thing you want to do is go to the hospital in a foreign country, like the absolute last thing. So I was just super, super nervous and I was not feeling well. And I still like literally still to this day, we have no idea what I reacted to. I want to say it was probably cross-contamination because nothing I ate was something that I should have been allergic to. So I don't know, but that's just the joys of being an allergy kid. So then Lake Como trip is done. We take the train. We go to Venice. That's our last place that we were going. And I kind of, I kind of lied to the hotel and I messaged them saying that like Dean and I were engaged and we were coming for our anniversary. So they ended up upgrading our room, which was very sweet. And the hotel we stayed at in Venice was hands down our favorite favorite hotel and it was right on the canal we got to see the water from our room and like from the lobby it was so stunning the food in venice was absolutely insane their seafood is unmatched it was so good but the thing about venice is that they don't have cars anywhere so you have to take the water bus or you have to take a water taxi or you have to walk so dean and i took the water bus quite a few times and it was honestly really nice it was really convenient it was good it's just there's a lot of people it's really hot and you have to stand most of the time because all the sitting seats are taken so that part kind of sucked. Also, they make so many stops a lot of the time. So you're on this bus for like an hour, hour and a half. And then Dean and I decided that we should spend the last night that we were in Venice closer to the airport. And with this, we had to move hotels. But because there's no 
cars anywhere in Venice. We had to haul ass with our bags up and down these bridges all the way through Venice. And I have never seen Dean sweat more in my entire life than I did on this trek. And we left our hotel early. Like we went at maybe seven in the morning because we're like, it's going to get so freaking hot out today. So let's go really early. And it it didn't help. It was still so insanely hot. My suitcase was so heavy. And I was like, this is the absolute worst thing. It was like a 40, 45 minute walk. And it went a lot slower because I was like dragging my ass and I like could not keep up to Dean (laughs) with my suitcase. But that, that definitely tested, um, our relationship. All in all, the trip was absolutely amazing. I'm ready to go back. I'm already looking at how I can go back. But next time, I want to go to the south of Italy. I want to go to Amalfi and Positano, Sicily, all those places. I'm so excited. I just need to find a time when I can do it because I keep forgetting that I'm a student and I have responsibilities. But I do want to talk a little bit about vacation guilt because that's a very real thing. And while I was there, I tried very hard to not have any guilt about anything I was doing. I have never ate so much bread, so much pasta, so much pizza, so much oil, so much fish, all of this in my entire life. And most of the time I would go on vacation and I would feel like absolute shit. I would feel so bad about myself for the fact that I was eating outside of my normal regimen. And so while I was there, I just really had to remind myself, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And when I go home, I'm going to remember these experiences. I'm not going to remember anything about my body. And I also felt really bad because I wasn't working out, but I kept telling myself, you need to take a break. Your body is probably broken down. It probably is overtired and you need to take this break and just enjoy this trip. And now being home, I think about all the time that Dean and I ate all this oil. I think about our favorite place that we had dinner. I think about when we were laying in bed and we would eat our food. I was thinking about all these experiences that we had, all the Aperol spritzes that we drank, and when we came home drunk one night off of wine, and all this fun stuff that we did, and not about what it actually was that we were having. Because all in all, it's not about what we were actually eating. Yes, the food was amazing. Yes, we loved every piece of it that we were having. But It was the experience. It was us getting to go out for dinner. It was us dressing up and getting to walk around town. And sometimes I would ruin that experience on other vacations because I would have so much anxiety about where we were going to eat for dinner. And was there something that I could have that was a salad or something super healthy? Or I would panic about, are we going to work out tomorrow morning and can I burn this off? And that mindset ruined so many vacations for me and ruined so many experiences. And I kept telling myself I would rather wake up in Italy and have a morning coffee and go to a cafe and relax than I would forcing myself to wake up super early so that I can go to the gym, work out for two hours, do all this stuff, and then go 
enjoy a lunch or something and feel like I earned it. And of course you can work out on vacation. I'm not saying don't work out on vacation. I'm not saying don't move your body. But just for me, I know that I would be working out because I felt like I had to and not because that's actually what I wanted to do in that moment. Like getting to sleep in in Italy and wake up and have room service and lay in my robe and go to a little cafe and do all of that was so much better for me than panicking about trying to find a gym that I could go to early enough that am I working out enough so that I can eat food later like and this mindset shift didn't happen overnight this has been years and years of therapy and working on it to try and get to this point but when I came home my body hasn't changed. My body has not changed at all. And my body wouldn't have changed. And even if it did, so be it. If I put on a few extra pounds, but I had the best experience in Italy and it was the most amazing place and the most amazing time, then so be it. Like, I just really am trying to live for these experiences and not focus and put as much emphasis on my body. While I was there, I also didn't do any schoolwork. I didn't do anything for Healthridge Collective. I didn't record anything for the podcast. And I really took that time to relax. And I caught myself a few times feeling really guilty and getting really paranoid and anxious about, holy shit, one, I'm going to have a shit ton of stuff to do when I get home. Two, I shouldn't be taking a break. And I had to stop myself and be like, no, you deserve to rest. No, it's actually very, very healthy to take time off and not stress about something. Because when I keep pushing myself to keep doing stuff when I'm burnt out, I'm not going to yield a good result. I'm just going to force myself and punish myself. And then therefore, the work that I'm putting out is not going to be adequate and it's not going to be of high quality in any way. So when I came home and I had these two weeks off from everything, I came home and I'm, I mean, I'm trying to hit the ground running, but I'm also trying to just ease my way back into it because I don't think I should go full force and just like grind everything out super, super hard right now because I'm trying to have more of a balance. So I'm slowly easing my way back into it. I started work again. I've been doing my night shifts. I've been going to the gym again. And let me tell you, the first few times you go to the gym after not working out for a few weeks humbles the shit out of you. I have never sweat so much and I was almost going to throw up every single time. It was like way too much. But I'm slowly easing my way back in. I'm doing my schoolwork. I'm doing stuff for Hellrich Collective. I'm obviously recording this podcast right now. And we're getting our shit back together. And we're really getting back into a routine. So yes, vacation guilt is a very, very real thing. And it's very much justified when you feel it. 
but also know that you deserve to take time off. You deserve to have rest and it's actually more beneficial for you than it is if you just keep pushing. You deserve to have times where you just eat whatever your heart desires and that you are embracing everything that's happening. You deserve times where you drink every day and you have fun and you live life. It's not my norm. I don't drink every day on the regular. I don't have an issue with alcohol. So me going on vacation for two weeks and wanting to have an Aperol spritz with every meal, so be it. That's just what I'm going to do. And that's how I'm going <laughs> to have my time and live my vacation. And just also realize that everything is temporary. This vacation is temporary. The way that you're feeling is temporary. So if you're on a vacation and you're not feeling great, like I was feeling kind of bloated, I was not really feeling well. I knew that it was temporary. I knew I would come home, I would eat my oatmeal, I would have my eggs, and my body would feel way better, my digestion would feel better, and I would be able to keep going on with my life. I knew that I was just, in that moment, not feeling great. And I will say that because I was feeling a little bit bloated and I wasn't feeling necessarily my physical best, I really had to work on not letting that hinder my experience. And there was a few times where Dean kind of had to catch me in a few things because I'd be like, oh, my body sucks. Oh, this outfit's so ugly because of my body or stuff like that. And he had to really remind me, no, you're beautiful. Your body is great. We're going to go for dinner. We're going to have a great time. And I had to really focus on okay, we're going to go for dinner. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to order whatever I want to order. I'm not going to try and restrict myself in any way. This is just a temporary feeling. And looking back on it now, I am so, so thankful that I didn't let the way that I was thinking about my body hinder any any experience that we had. There was one night and it was at the end of our trip when we were in Venice and we went out for a date night and I was not feeling good about my body. I was not feeling confident and I was like, I don't know if we should go to dinner. Maybe we should just stay home. Maybe we should just stay in sweats. Like, I don't know if we really want to go get food right now. I don't know if I should eat all this stuff and Dean was like no we're going for dinner we're gonna go out you look beautiful you look great we're gonna go and enjoy this last our last day and so we got (laughs) changed I got ready and we went out for dinner and it was one of the best nights we walked around the streets of Venice together we went and had an Aperol spritz on the roof of our hotel we went and just enjoyed each other's company and enjoyed the city for the last time. And I'm just very, very thankful that I didn't let the way that I was viewing myself because a lot of the time I don't view myself in an accurate light. A lot of the time I have really bad body dysmorphia. The way that I think I look is not actually how I look. So I'm just very happy that I still forced myself to go and do these things that I was wanting to do and I was super excited to do the entire time and when we had dinner we had the best food Dean even ate a pizza with no cheese on it in Italy so that we could share so ladies if you're listening you need to find someone who loves you enough that they will eat a no cheese pizza in Italy for you because like 
tell me this boy doesn't love me. Like that's what we all deserve and what we should all be striving for. But that is my Italy recap. I had the absolute best time. Like I've said, it was the most magical place ever. Everyone in Italy is way cooler than us. Everyone in Italy is so stunning. We literally, we literally landed in Italy and Scott looked down onto the tarmac and he said, oh yeah, I'd fuck all those guys. Like they are the most handsome, stunning people. All the girls are beautiful. Everywhere we were going, I was telling Dean, I was like, oh my God, she's pretty. Oh my God, she's pretty. Oh my God, she's stunning. Just so, so cool. So if you ever have the opportunity to go to Italy, please do. I really, really want to go back. So if anyone wants to go with me, let me know because I'm totally down. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, please send me a DM, share this episode onto your stories, rate it, review it, send it to a friend, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.